Caleb Farley with the Lawrence County Public Library Genealogy Podcast. It is Tuesday, June 28th, 2022, and this is the 10th episode of the Genealogy Podcast. Uh, This is our Bicentennial Special. Got some good stuff in this episode. Uh, First up, I'm going to have an interview with Keith Chafin. He is on the Bicentennial Committee, and he's going to talk about Some of the upcoming events, uh, the kickoff for the Bicentennial is this Friday, July 1st. uh, Starts about 6 o'clock over in the city park. I've also got a section from the Wolford Pictorial History of Lawrence County. And I've also got a selection from the Lawrence County History Book. So, let's go ahead and get started. Hey, it is Monday, June 27th, and I am doing a phone interview with Keith Chapin. Uh, He is part of the Bicentennial celebration that's going on. Uh, Keith, if you don't mind, go ahead and introduce yourself for us. Hello, everybody out there. Um, My name is Keith Chapin. I am a lifetime resident of Lawrence County, born and raised in Louisa, uh, Morgan's Creek. I was a product of the Yatesville Lake. Uh, We had to move. Uh, when uh, we were on Twin Branch, so my family still is in that area uh, on Morgan's Creek, and I'm a proud uh, citizen of this county. Um, I've wanted uh, to be a part of this originally, um, so I had seeked out the officials of the county and expressed my interest in being a uh, a helper or someone to uh, bring some of this stuff together, and I ended up being a co-chair with Eric Clevenger. So basically for the last several months, we've been trying to pull together a uh, celebration, and it was decided to do it on July 1st, 2nd weekend, uh, the 4th being on Monday, and we wanted to use some of the the current things that we always do. We will still have 4th of July uh, celebration as uh, there'll be music. We've just added more music on Friday night. There'll still be the Bluegrass Gospel on uh, Saturday afternoon. But this year, um, we've made everything much better. Um, We have added things, not to say that it hasn't been good, but because of the 200 years that this county has been a part of uh, Kentucky, we wanted to make it um, basically uh, a special time, and uh, we've been working diligently with the county officials and uh, getting this stuff together. Um, So that's where I'm at right now. Caleb, okay. you want to ask me anything else? I can keep I can keep going. <laughs> sure. Um, you said you already have some concerts planned. What other kind of events do you have planned for this? So um, we are going to start uh, Friday evening. Um, now at your uh, at the Lawrence County Library, we've been working on um, displays in the uh, genealogy area and using those wonderful spaces there to put some of the historical items of our county. Uh, Our most famous citizen, Fred Vinson, the Louisa Coca-Cola Bottling Company, our famous bridge that we uh, have taken uh, for granted that originally 
uh, was built in 1906, and um, this being the 27th of June, this is Bridge Day. This is the day it mm -hmm. opened the first time. So we have then, um, we're going to have concessions downtown on Friday evening, and at 6 o'clock we'll have a uh, opening, a prayer, the Star Spangled Banner, and this is where Rachel Messer uh, is part of that. And from 6.30 to 8, we have Adam Chaffins and Britt Taylor coming to be with us. And then, again, uh, Rachel Messer comes back on with Connor Dale to do music until about 9.30. So we have that planned for just Friday evening. And then Saturday morning, we have a 8 a.m. Bicentennial History Hike that Mr. West Kingsmore is going to be a part of, and all of those things meet at the Fred Vinson Museum, um, the starting point. We have, again, uh, the, the library will be open on Saturday from 9 to 1 to allow people to come in and see the different displays, and uh, I'm excited about that. And then... For the children, we're often inflatables. We got a bouncy house. We have archery. We're going to have a dunking booth. We are going to have arts and crafts starting. We have, we'll also be selling rubber duckies again uh, to help raise money for to offset some of the bicentennial cost. And uh, we'll have a booth there on Main Street. Um, we'll have the museum open again, and what, like I said, the concessions will be available. And I'm talking lemonade, uh, wagons. We've got different groups going to be a part of that, which I'm excited about. Uh, we've got uh, different things that will be a good palette for anyone. So we will then have our, our normal bluegrass music Saturday afternoon. But the main thing is the 11 o'clock parade I want to talk about. We mm -hmm. have our Grand Marshal of Paul Patton coming back to be the Grand Marshal of our parade. And he will be uh, leading that. And uh, after that is over, we will have on the Main Street stage uh, sort of a commencement service. We are also going to be uh, officially opening the Louisa Trace and that is a just the name of 2565. Mr. Eric Clevenger will be a part of that. And uh, we will have a brass band there under the direction of Mr. Scott Smith. And uh, 35 uh, players will be playing for about 30 to 40 minutes there during this time. Uh, that will be something totally different. And then we'll lead into the Gospel Bluegrass, which we have. Uh, we have Living Water, West Liberty Mountain Boys. We got the JB Messer Band. We'll have Savannah and Zach right there. So all of that is uh, going to be going on. And this year, between each one of those uh, bands, we'll be doing a contest. We'll be doing hot dog eating, watermelon, blueberry pie eating contest between the bluegrass acts. Um, also for the children, we'll have uh, Mr. Mark Wood doing magic shows under the uh, tourism tent, and we'll have him also walking, uh, doing balloon animals. 
So this year we've also uh, will be doing the rubber ducky drop at four o'clock, and uh, we even have a hot air balloon ride that you should oh. be able to go up in. Uh, there'll be a cost associated with that. Right now, that's scheduled for the new soccer field. So um, then we lead into the evening hour. We have uh, three bands from the Huntington area. We have Allen Corduroy Brown Band that's going to be good. We have the Carpenter Ants Band, and we have MFB Band with Funkle Sam. And all this is right before the fireworks. We have the city of Louisa putting on the fireworks at dusk, 945 area, that evening. And last but not least, um, that's a full day. But on Sunday, uh, we are going toward uh, a 6 o'clock community church service. That will be at Louisa First United Methodist Church on Main Street. And this church is celebrating 175 years. So I'm asking everyone to come to that and support that church. There'll be a special speaker, singing, patriotic, and uh, looking forward to all this. Looking forward to all of it. And right now, if you go to Facebook and look on our Lawrence County Tourism Commission Facebook page, you should be able to get information on all this. Uh, so uh, we've got all these things planned. And hopefully the weather and heat and everything will cooperate. Um, but right now you can get all that information out there on our um, tourism Facebook page. And okay. um, so looking forward to it. And so many people have stepped in to help to uh, whether it be these historical displays. Uh, the county people have been wonderful to help out. We've got a lot of people involved to make this uh, make this a better, uh, the best 200, 200 years in a very long time. Mm -hmm. How long exactly is the Lawrence County celebration going on? Well, this um, this bicentennial is based on the year that Louisa and Lawrence County. Eighteen twenty-two is the the year the county was formed. And then since it was late in the year, Louisa, the city, was 1823. So as we start this now, we're hoping the other county fair, September Fest, is going to follow with the bicentennial celebration for the remainder of this year. And then we will also have next year to celebrate more of the city of Louisa itself. So this year is the county, 1822, 200 years later, we're still celebrating. And uh, so that's that's where we're starting. July 1st yeah, is yeah. the starting point. So we just want everybody to follow suit and be proud that we have all been here together for 200 years in a uh, wonderful community. All the different areas of the county uh, we're trying to you know, um, show that they are as much part of this community as mm -hmm. anything that goes on. So, yes. So, and um, so I appreciate you asking me to talk about this a little bit. And, oh, for sure. Um, I'm glad you're able to help us. 
I'm glad to be a part of it, um, and I want it to uh, to come come together and uh, do what we want it to do, which is bring a celebration to the county. We have a lot of dignitaries coming to be a part of the parade, and um, I'm asking everybody to be a part of the parade route, which is Madison Street, and we'll be passing out uh, American flags. We want our patriotic flags t to uh, to be seen. Hopefully we'll have uh, all kinds of press there to see it, but mm -hmm. uh, being a, a member of our community, being a citizen of Lawrence County, um, everybody should be excited over that. I am, and I'm still uh, glad to be a part of it, and I was glad to be able to be a part of this group doing the planning and uh, seeing it through. Mm -hmm. Well, so. having known you for most of my life, I think the, the celebration of the committee is in pretty good hands. <laughs> well, thank you very much, Caleb. I've known you for a long time, and uh, oh, yeah. uh, I'm glad to see what you're doing. And uh, mm -hmm. we've uh, basically uh, the library is a great place for people to come in and see some of the historical uh, artifacts that we're putting out. And uh, and I appreciate everything that you all have done as well. well definitely, we're glad we're able to help you. Do you have anything else to add? I don't have anything else. Um, okay. We are trying to use social media to get the word out on this, and it's also mm -hmm. in Leviza Laser information. Uh, basically, the Big Sandy News has written this up, and uh, so everyone is coming together, um, mm -hmm. and it, we're only talking a few days away. Yeah, yeah. The big kickoff starts on uh, Friday evening. Friday evening, I'd like to see everyone downtown for um, a hometown guy, uh, Adam Chaffins and his wife, Britt, mm -hmm. and then uh, Rachel, Mess Rachel Messer and uh, The Voice. That uh, mm -hmm. it, I can't wait to hear all the different music and mm -hmm. to uh, uh, be a part of that. Yeah. I think it'll be a great time. Well, thank you, Caleb, Keith, and I appreciate you having no me on. At all. No problem at all. Thank you for being on here. In 1972, George Wolford, a reporter for the Ashland Daily Independent, published Lawrence County, A Pictorial History. Um, it featured a chronological and topical history of the county and a great selection of photographs of the county and its people. In 2015, uh, John David Preston of the East Kentucky Press Business reprinted uh, the Lawrence County Pictorial History, and we actually have copies of them for sale here at the library. The beginning of the Lawrence County Pictorial History details uh, some of the first people that came through the area. The first white man to pass the Forks of Sandy was probably Gabriel Arthur, wandering captive with Indians in 1674. The first written account of a party entering what would later be Lawrence County came from the first official explorer of Kentucky, Dr. Thomas Walker, in 1750. The lands he crossed along Paint Creek and Sandy are now in Johnson County, but not only were they once in Lawrence, the conditions he describes tell what explorers and hunters found all along the valley. 
His journal read, June 5th, there was a violent shower or rain before day. This morning we went up the creek about three miles and then obliged to leave it, the timber being so blown down that we could not get through. After we left the creek, we kept on a ridge, the watershed separating the Licking and Big Sandy Rivers four miles, then turned down to the head of a branch, and it began to rain and continued raining very hard till night. June 6th. We went down the branch till it became a large creek, Paint Creek. It runs very swift, falling more than any of the branches we have been on of late. I called it Rapid Creek. After we had gone eight miles, we could not ford, and we camped in this low ground. There is great sign of Indians on this creek. June 7th. The creek being fordable, we crossed it and kept down 12 miles to a river about 100 yards across, which we called the Louisa River. The creek is about 30 yards wide, and part of the river breaks into the creek, making an island on which we camped. June 8th. The river is so deep we cannot ford it as it is falling, we conclude to stay and hunt. In the afternoon, Mr. Powell and myself was a hunting about a mile and a half from the camp and heard a gun just below us on the other side of the river. And, as none of our people could cross, I was in hopes of getting some direction from the person, but could not find him. June 9th. We crossed the river and went down to the mouth of a creek and up the creek and over a ridge into a steep valley and camped. June 10th. Trinity Sunday. Being in very bad ground for our horses, we concluded to move. We were very much hindered by the trees that were blown over on Monday night. We camped on a small branch. June 11th. It rained violently the latter part of the night till 9 o'clock. The branch is impassable at present. We lost a tomahawk and a canoe by the flood. June 12th. The water being low, we went down the branch to a large creek and up the creek. Many of the trees in the branches are washed up by the roots and others barked by the old trees that went down the stream. The roots in the bottom of the runs are barked by the stones. June 13th. We are much hindered by the gust and a shower of rain about noon. Game is very scarce here and the mountains very bad, the tops of the ridges being so covered with ivy mountain laurel and the sides so steep and stony that we were obliged to cut our way through with our tomahawks. June 14th. The woods are still bad and game scarce. It rained today about noon and we camped on the top of a ridge. After this date, the party headed southeast to the headwaters of Tug. On the 8th, he heard a shot but never found out who the hunter was. It was an indicator. Travel had already started in the valley, perhaps even the beginning of settlement. In 1972, it marked the sesquicentennial for Lawrence County, and they released a booklet, which we've got a couple copies of it here at the library you can take a look at that detailed the history of county and town, some of the original maps, um, had some sponsorships from the businesses that were helping support the sesquicentennial, uh, like the program of events, stuff like that. It was like, just like a little program you might get. One of the first pages in it is the history of county and town. The year 1972 marks the 150th year since an act of the General Assembly of the young state of Kentucky established Lawrence County. Nestled on the far eastern border of the state and sharing the Big Sandy River as a boundary with West Virginia, Lawrence County's history dates back more than 200 years. 
The last few decades in the 1700s saw exploration in what is now eastern Kentucky in territories at that time belonging to Virginia. Boundary lines later divided parts of Virginia into West Virginia and Kentucky. It is said that George Washington surveyed in the area later set up as Lawrence County, and it is reported that as early as 1772, royal deeds from the governor of Virginia were granted to several men for the area, including the present site of Louisa. In fact, a settlement and blockhouse reportedly were established in 1790 at the forks of the Big Sandy River at Louisa by one deed holder, Charles Vancouver, but Indians wiped out the location. In 1822, the General Assembly of Kentucky enacted a law setting up Lawrence County from Greenup and Floyd counties. This act of the assembly designated as commissioners to select the side of a permanent seat of justice for the new county. John Rice, James Ward Jr., Henry B. Mayo, Samuel May, and David K. Harris. After selecting lands at the forks of the Big Sandy where Louisa now stands, the General Assembly, by an act effect of December 11, 1822, established the town of Louisa. Its first trustees were Samuel Bell, Andrew Johnson, Isaac Bolt, Nimrod Canterbury, Andrew Chapman, Joseph R. Ward, and Elisha Wellmond. The county was named for U.S. Naval Captain James Lawrence, a distinguished officer who commanded the frigate Chesapeake in the War of 1812, and best remembered for his words, don't give up the ship. However, the origin of the county seat's name is in dispute. Some say Louisa was named in honor of Louisa Ward, the first white child born in the new settlement. Others contend that the name was chosen by Dr. Thomas Walker in honor of the wife of the Duke of Cumberland. In fact, some historians say that in 1750, Dr. Walker had named the river running alongside Louisa the Louisa River. It is said that in the early days of the settlement of the Big Sandy Valley, this stream was known altogether as the Louisa River. The name gradually was corrupted to Leviza. A map printed in 1790 in England shows a settlement at the forks of the Great Sandy River, its name Balclutha. It is probable that Charles Vancouver, who is a citizen of London, England, gave this name to the settlement, and it is believed that Balclutha was an early name for Louisa. Statistically, the county and Louisa saw steady growth and development from the outset. In 1830, Louisa had a population of 87. The number grew to 258 by 1860, and by 1870, the figure had grown to 425. The first stage of the county courthouse was built in 1824. In 1888, the first public school building in the county boundaries was erected. And, in 1880, the Chatteroy News became the first newspaper in Louisa, while the next publication to come into being was the Lawrence County Index, established in 1883, which became the Big Sandy News in 1885. Natural gas was piped to Louisa for general use in 1896. The public water works and sewage system was installed in 1904. The Louisa Fort Gay Bridge in 1905. Then, in 1920 through 21, street paving was begun in town. The progress made by our county and its people has been steady over the past 150 years. As industry makes its way into the area, hopes for future growth and strength increase. Also included in the booklet is 
a copy of the Lawrence County Circuit Court July term 1822 uh, opening act. So it's Kentucky, Lawrence County, Constitution of Court. Be it remembered the heretofore to wit on the 14th day of December in the year of 1821, an act of the General Assembly of the Commonwealth of Kentucky was approved, erecting out of the counties of Greenup and Floyd a county called Lawrence, appointing a time for holding a circuit court therein. Thereupon the Honorable Silas W. Robbins, Esquire, Circuit Judge of the 11th Judicial District, appeared and took his seat, and thereupon a court was commenced and held on Thursday the 18th July, 1822, at the house of Andrew Johnson, agreeable to law. Present the Honorable Silas W. Robbins, Esquire. In 1972, the directory of county officials are as follows. Circuit judge was W.D. Sparks. Commonwealth attorney was Eugene C. Rice. Circuit court clerk was Nova E. Wellman. County judge was J.J. Jordan. County attorney was Gene A. Wilson. Sheriff was Arlie B. Thompson. County court clerk was Galley Isaac. Coroner was Bill H. Copley. Tax commissioner was James H. Martin. And magistrates were Oscar Parsley, Charles Sparks, W.D. Kelly, and Jeff Cyrus. As for the city officials, the mayor was J. Howard Queen. The police judge was Edgar Van Hoos. City attorney was E.E. E. Adams. City clerk was Sharon Maynard. Police chief was Dempsey Bradley. And city council was L. Wayne Wooten, D. Moore, Dr. Lloyd Browning, Cecil D. Thompson, Dr. H.B. Lewis, and George Newton. As for the uh, sesquicentennial itself, the committee had two co-chairs, Judge J.J. Jordan and Mayor Howard Queen. Treasurer was Ed Preston. Arts and Crafts was Mrs. Virgil Wallace and Mrs. Warren Clevenger. Souvenir brochure was made by Mrs. Aaron Moon, Mrs. Lee Arrington, Mrs. L. Wayne Wooten, and Mrs. James Hager. Entertainment was organized by Mrs. James Ellison. Flea market was Herb Myers. The art show was Mrs. Charlene Burgess and Mrs. Marie Burgess. And the Miss Louisa Lawrence County Sesquicentennial Pageant was done by Mrs. John W. Reed. The Sesquicentennial had a packed schedule from Saturday, July 1st all the way through Saturday, July the 8th. Starting at 12 p.m. on Saturday, July 1st, was a luncheon for the Miss Louisa Lawrence County Sesquicentennial contestants, judges, and Miss Kentucky of 1972, Miss Robbie Lynn Halcombe. At 8 p.m. was the pageant for Miss Sesquicentennial at the Louisa High School Auditorium. On Sunday, starting from 1 and going until 6, was an art show in the Courthouse Square. At 2 p.m. was an address by Reverend B. R. Lakin, music furnished by Louisa Civic Chorus, the Galileans Quartet, and the Markham family. This program was under the direction of the Louisa Ministerial Association. On Monday, July 3rd, starting at 12 p.m., was a luncheon for visiting state officials, judges, and mayors, and the speaker was the Honorable Carl Perkins. Starting at 1 o'clock, free acts in the courthouse square 
Ma Ho Pin, the world's greatest lady aerialist, and Colonel Jerry Lipko's chimps. At 3 o'clock was an address by the Honorable Carl D. Perkins at the Courthouse Square, recognition of candidates present, and music by the Louisa High School Band under direction of Roy Webb. At 5 p.m. were free acts at the Courthouse Square, and 8 p.m., Grand Ole Opry stars Del Reeves plus Lonzo and Oscar and the Good Time Charlies at Louisa High School Athletic Field. And it says James Drew shows on the Midway. On Tuesday, July the 4th, 11 a.m., free acts on the Courthouse Square, 1 p.m., presentation of colors by the VFW and American Legion, at 1.30 p.m., address by Dr. W.E. Davis, director of Wake Up America Crusade. At 2.30, various old-time 4th of July contests, a fiddling contest, greasy pole, greasy pig, sack race, oldest Louisa Lawrence County resident, and cash prizes will be awarded to winners of the events. At 5 o'clock, free acts on the courthouse square and James Drew shows on the midway. And at 8 p.m., there was a square dance. Wednesday, July 5th at 11 o'clock were free acts on the courthouse square. 2 p.m. was a special program by the Louisa High School Chorus and the Louisa High School Band on the courthouse square. And 5 o'clock, again, free acts on the courthouse square with James Drew shows on the midway. And visit the, it says to visit the arts and crafts show at the old log cabin on the courthouse square. Thursday, July 6th, was Fiveco Day, 11 o'clock free acts in the courthouse square, 2 p.m. special recognition of various class reunions, 5 o'clock more free acts on the courthouse square, 6, the band and chorus concert at the bandstand, and 6.30, annual meeting of Fiveco Development District, the arts and crafts displays, and James Drew shows on the Midway. Friday, July 7th at 11 o'clock, Again, there were free acts and James Drew shows on the Midway. Uh, an all-day flea market on Main Street between Lock Avenue and Jefferson Street, and the Arts and Crafts Show. On Saturday, July the 8th at 11 a.m., there were free acts on the Courthouse Square. And at 1 o'clock, there was a parade with floats, bands, special appearance of Shriners out of Ashland. 5 o'clock, more free acts at the Courthouse Square. 8 o'clock, the Sesquicentennial Ball under sponsorship of the Junior Women's Club Louisa, in the Louisa High School Gym. Due to limited space, admittance will be by invitation only. Uh, there is also the Arts and Crafts displays and James Drew shows on the Midway. As part of the uh, goings-on that were taking place that week in July, the following streets were closed. Jefferson Street from Madison to Maine, Lock Avenue from Madison to Maine, Main Cross from Madison to Maine, Vincent Boulevard from Madison to Maine, and Main Street from the railroad tracks to the river. However, Madison Street will remain open to traffic because of its access to the Louisa Fort Gay Bridge. Free parking will be available at the following locations. Site of the proposed housing project on Lock Avenue between Barry and Fife Streets, Baptist Church parking lot on Pike Street, and a lot on the corner of Madison and Clay Streets beside the Louisa Shoe Center. Also in the pamphlet is a page titled Lawrence County Courthouse built around 1880 with a photo of the old courthouse and the gazebo that was in front of it. 
Building a courthouse was of utmost importance to the early county leaders who had established Louisa as the seat of justice in the area. Circuit court records for May 21, 1822 through December 1824 offer a report of the planning and building of the courthouse. Here are excerpts from the records. May 21, 1822. John M. McConnell was appointed as proper person to survey and lay out a public square which should be two acres. John Hawes was appointed to survey and lay off the public square due to J. McConnell's failure to do so. He was also directed to locate a suitable spot for the erecting of the jail. The job was given to Frederick Moore. June 16, 1823. Courthouse proposed and specifications set out. A framed house, 35 foot by 30 foot, weatherboarded and wood shingle roof, first story to be 12 feet high, sleepers two feet apart. The second floor is to have two partitions forming three rooms. There shall be three 18 light windows in the sides and two 12 light windows in the ends of the lower room. 1824. Lewis Ringles was appointed to supervise the building of the courthouse. Governor Adair appointed Edward Burgess as sheriff. Order to receive the courthouse was offered, that it be taken over as being complete, the builder being Joel Stratton and Nimrod Canterbury. $390.66, two-thirds was the second installment of the payment. It was $1,172 paid. It was ordered that Lewis Ringlesby and Joseph R. Ward be appointed as trustees to take care of the courthouse. They were given authority to use the courthouse as a school, and the teacher was to be responsible for any damage done to the building. First court to be held in the new courthouse was on Monday, December 13, 1824. And that wraps up this episode. Uh, hopefully everybody enjoyed it. Hopefully everybody has a fun and safe 4th of July and uh, makes it out to some of the festivities we have planned for this weekend. Uh, everything kicks off 6 o'clock Friday evening over here in the park with some live music. And they've got some other events going through the weekend too. Just uh, check out the Lawrence County Tourism Facebook page. That's where they're posting most of their stuff. But until next time, have a good one. Mm -hmm.